Welcome to our pricing podcast, Pricing Interviews with the Experts. I'm Lisa Fisher, Director of Key Accounts at the Professional Pricing Society, and today we feature our special guest and partner, Allison Yama with Holden Advisors, HoldenAdvisors.com, and follow them on Twitter at Holden Advisors. Today's topic of discussion, get your price and win against low-priced competitors. Allison, thank you for joining us. And we're happy to have you and look forward to your pricing expertise. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate you having me, and thank you to PPS for hosting. Awesome. So we're going to go ahead and get started. So, Allison, one of the biggest challenges in B2B selling, one of the most dreaded moments, is the price negotiation. Salespeople feel the pressure of being asked to discount to win the deal, or else the low-price competitor, who by his claim is just as good, will replace them. Allison Yama, Senior Director with Holden Advisors, is with us today to help sales teams break out of this pressure cooker at winning deals at profitable prices. This has to to be one of the biggest challenges, Allison, for pricing in the sales team. What is the key to winning an opportunity at your price when up against a low-cost competitor? So, Lisa, you're absolutely right. You know, I've been in pricing, marketing, and sales since about 98 uh, first with Strategic Pricing Group and then with Holden Advisors. And I've worked with a number of terrific clients across many different industries, manufacturing, professional services, medical devices. And I've really seen the rise of a group of very sophisticated, educated, uh, excellent pricers who are very good at price setting. But we've never been more challenged in price getting. And I've seen, I've had a number of discussions actually with sales teams. I've seen many blogs and articles and surveys. And one of the biggest challenges, as you mentioned, in B2B selling is that dreaded moment of the price negotiation. And I think salespeople feel the pressure of being asked to discount to win the deal or else the low price competitor who's waiting in the wings uh, and the buyers claim they're just as good, will replace them. Sure, and sure. we and pricer, we as pricers are in the best position to help improve price getting. And we're in the, uh, and in the process, of course, help our companies dramatically improve revenue and profit. So, so what we, can we do? I think often that moment of price negotiation is seen as confrontational. Mm-hmm. And for sales who uh, focus on the relationship, this is very contrary to their training. Uh, but we have to realize that in some cases, that moment of price negotiation is orchestrated to look like that. And uh, and there is really no simple magic bullet for solving that confrontation. But instead, the answer is based on how well sales does four things. One, have they qualified the account? Uh, One of the biggest mistakes that sales can make is that they don't qualify the account, and they become very reactive. And what they need to do at, at its base core is understand if there's a reasonable chance of winning. So they need to ask questions like, One, who makes the decision for the vendor? Two, what's the process of making the decision? Or three, what are the criteria for selecting the vendor? 
three very simple questions that salespeople can ask to qualify the account. Now, the second thing that salespeople can do related to the first is understand the buying center and motivations. So procurement is going to have a very different motivator than a floor manager for a manufacturing plant, for example. And it is key for a salesperson to understand who's working within the buying center and what their motivations are. And third, the sales needs the tools, tactics, and skills at their fingertips for handling that price negotiation. And we as pricers have the raw material for those tools. We just need to make it very digestible for sales. When they have the right tools, they have the confidence to defend that price. So uh, what are some of the types of tools? Well, how well do they understand, articulate, or defend their value in a negotiation? Uh, not only in the negotiation, actually, but throughout the sales cycle. Do they have give-gets? Now, these little beauties are so important for making those price-value trade-offs uh, that are key in a price negotiation. And then the third tool that's so important is, is know-how. You know, procurement has a 10-to-1 advantage over sales in trading alone, in negotiation skills, cost modeling, uh, several different skills. And sales need skills and the know-how to recognize the buyer behavior that's being expressed and how to go up against these very skilled negotiators. And then finally, we have executive support. And uh, organizations need executives who support sales even when under quarterly or year-end pressure. We worked with one client, actually, who... Uh, who was implementing some of the uh, concepts that I've talked about here today, and they were having some success at winning at a uh, price premium to their competitor until their CEO stood up and said, we will not lose business based on price. Mm -hmm. At that point, when he did that, they were a 32,000 headstrong company. Over the next year or two, their, their company was whittled down to 7,000 people. And by the time the board caught up with what the real problem was, uh, they ended up firing that CEO for that kind of attitude. It really eroded their pricing power. Absolutely. You mentioned um, in your response to question one, Allison, value as a key to helping to get your price. Many companies give sales teams value propositions to sway customers in their favor. Are these value propositions working to help sales teams get their price? Well, I think the short answer there is no, uh, unfortunately. Uh, serious Decisions came out with a survey a few years back that said that 60 to 70% of marketing material goes unused by sales. That tells me that there is a problem there in the effectiveness of some of the value propositions that we are giving sales to use to defend price in a price negotiation. Uh, what we've seen often is that these value propositions are based on uh, rhetoric, 
uh, built on internal information. Maybe they're feature-based and very technical. I think we've all seen it on uh, websites and then um, one-pagers and in white papers and things like that. And uh, to go to take it further, there's also no targeting of that value proposition for anyone in the buying center. It's a one-size-fits-all message, uh, and it doesn't go far enough in tying those benefits to the customer's financial context, and that is the essential piece. I see. So what do teams need in a value proposition to be able to effectively defend their price? Well, I'd say that in addition to tying benefits to a customer's financial context or putting that dollar sign on it, we like to say, uh, effective value communication for sales needs to be done throughout the sales cycle. So there's a lot of questions to be asked to uncover value, to gain the information that you need to make it credible and simple, and also a good thing to remind people is that you don't want to forget the services. They can offer deliver, they can often deliver quite a bit of value just in the services. So just a quick story. We are uh, working with a commodity manufacturer who, uh, who tended to have excellent delivery services and a very strong R&D team. And when you compared this with the competitor, there was significant financial impact uh, because of the faster delivery, because of the strength of the R&D team. We were able to translate that into reduced inventory carrying costs. And with the R&D support, since their R&D team was so strong, they were able to help clients or their customers uh, introduce new products faster, and uh, which helped their volume and their margin. So when sales went in to uh, close the deal on their commodity product, the sales guy literally explained this these two pieces on the back of a napkin. That is how simple we were able to make this this value story. And he ended up winning the deal at a price premium. So what was the difference there? Well, this salesperson used the customer's information. So he had done his homework, and he knew about the inventory carrying costs that that customer had endured. And because they were able to deliver a week faster than their competitor, they were able to calculate what that meant for the customer. So this drove a lot of credibility for their value story. And then secondly, he drove to put value in the customer's context. So he talked about their inventory uh, controls. He talked about their margin and their volume bump that they received from introducing new products. This made all the difference in the world for being able to defend their price premium. Absolutely. Great story. So how does sales get these customers who are ignoring value and pushing for discounts to pay for the actual value? Well, I think we have to recognize that sometimes there are buyers who truly don't want value. This may sound strange, but Mm -hmm. they're not playing poker at all, 
All they want to do is get the lowest price. And if you want that customer, then you have to be willing to pinch your own pennies, strip out your value adds, which add cost and resource usage to your offering, and then lower the price. Then there are those procurement managers that are playing poker in an effort to get a lower price, and that's a completely different story. And sales needs to know the difference between the customer who really genuinely wants the lowest price and someone who wants the value but is playing poker to bluff their way to lower prices. Mm -hmm. So sales needs the information, the tools, and the tactics to call out that bluffing poker player. And GiveGets, as I mentioned earlier, are key tools for making those price value trade-offs. Often when a poker player customer is asking for a discount, removing access to an important feature is all that may be necessary to get the bluffing customer to acknowledge that there is value, and if they if they want it, they have to pay for it. Excellent, excellent. One final um, point, Allison, and thanks again for sharing so much valuable information. You mentioned a number of essentials to win an account at your price. All of them are clearly important. What do you think the most important element is for winning an account and getting your price? You know, I, I think it really does depend on the organization, Lisa, but it's probably executive support that is most underestimated, uh, and that's at the tactical and the strategic level. Uh, I think it's very important for executives to not rush in to save the day and discount to win a customer who may just be using time to drive down price. This action, when they rush in to save the day, really does undermine the salesperson's credibility around price. Uh, they may be just holding the line. And in fact, executives need to think about staying out of the pricing question completely. And then the second point is uh, the executives need to think about the rules and the incentives that they have in place to support the building of backbone and confidence in their sales teams. So, for example, sales teams shouldn't be incented to chase every deal, but instead given the tools to properly qualify an account so they know if they have a real chance of winning it. Hey, I've been there. I've been given accounts that I think I can win, and we we really have no chance. But, in you know, if you're a competitor, you want to win it, Absolutely. right? So just by understanding what accounts you can win and what accounts you can't, right there you can improve your return on sales. Okay. And then lastly, I'd add, uh, that sales teams need the tools and the training. They need to implement techniques necessary to get price uh, when up against tough negotiators. Absolutely. Allison, thank you. This was um, very informative for our listeners. I hope they'll continue to tune in. And if you're out there listening and you need further information on this topic and any other topics, please feel free to reach out to Allison Yama with Holden Advisors at ayama at holdenadvisors.com. Holden Advisors will also present at the PPS 27th Annual Spring Pricing Workshops and Conference in Chicago, May 3rd through the 6th, 2016, 
during the CPQ and sales operations track. Profit transformation, prepare your customer-facing team to defend your price and value, which will be presented by Adele McLean, Vice President with Holden Advisors, and also another awesome topic by Holden Advisors, sales for the win, overcome procurement gamesmanship to protect pricing and improve profits. That's a one-day CPP workshop on Wednesday, May 4th, presented by Tannis Ashworth, Manager, Facilitation and Performance Development, and Travis Umbleby, Senior Consultant with Holden Advisors. For more information on the conference, the full program, and the CPQ offerings, please visit our website at www.pricingsociety.com, get social with PPS, and subscribe to our blog at thepricingauthority.com, and please don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Periscope at Pricing Society. Stay tuned for our monthly pricing podcast with other industry experts to join us and share their pricing best practices. Allison, you've been great, and thanks again, and I'll see you soon. Thanks a lot, Lisa. Take care.